0: Everybody ready? Let's get rolling.
1: This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
2: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your Thursday do you want to uh, clear up our historical inaccuracies real quick here?
0: Uh, apparently, it wasn't Teddy Roosevelt that uh, did his uh, that did the non-consecutive terms. It was
2: Grover Cleveland, someone suggested. But Teddy did take a break for four years and then ran again. Okay. He just didn't get elected again. All right. All right. Well, we want to be accurate. So he was know. a
0: one-term president?
2: No, he was two. He oh, was okay. 01 to, oh, I gotcha. okay. uh, to 09, essentially, and then... Took four years off and then ran again in two thousand or in two thousand nineteen twelve.
0: So, is it a law or is it a not a law that a president can serve more than two terms? It is now,
2: after uh, FDR. After FDR, yeah.
0: Has anyone ever challenged that? Has anyone tried to uh, tried to rearrange that?
2: Uh, I don't think so, but uh, I guess I don't know for sure. Okay, but FDR was elected three times, and then I think they changed everything after that. It was four times, wasn't it? Was he, uh, I thought he was elected three. Mm. Oh, it could be, because he passed away right before the end of the—that's one of the great injustices, isn't it? He passed away right at the beginning of his third term, because Truman then served it out and then got elected over Dewey for one term of his own.
0: Okay, so FDR was elected what year? Was it 32?
2: Yeah, we're, you know, no, we we're getting get, a little dry No, here. we need to
0: get this straight. Why? So th- I thought it was thirty-two, thirty-six, forty, and
2: forty-four. Well, we'll look it up.
0: How yeah, about that? Yeah, check, Mister Know It All knows. Will you check on that, Austin. No, <laughs> no. And he for him to pass away in April, and the war the war in Europe ended in May. Wow.
2: Uh, he was in office from March, uh, let's see, March 4th, 1933, so he got uh, elected in thirty-two through April 12th, 1945. So that was, that was four terms, mm-hmm. right? So there you go. Okay. Now you know, and knowing's half the battle. A little interesting note coming from Kevin Pelton, and this uh, will further our conversation about Derek Favors, Gordon, and I'm uh, interested certainly in getting your thoughts on kind of where the breaking point you think is with Derek, whether to retain or let him go. Um, But uh, Kevin Pelton did a little write-up on all of the NBA teams, and here's what he said about the Jazz. So he lists potential free agency targets. He says Paul Millsap, Nikola Mirotic, Jermichael Green, and Ed Davis – And then he goes through a best-case scenario and worst-case scenario, all right? All right. So here's the best-case scenario he lays out for the Jazz. The Nuggets inexplicably uh, decline Millsap's team option without a deal in place to resign him, and the Jazz swoop in to bring him back to Salt Lake City, simultaneously strengthening their front court versatility and weakening a West rival. How much? Uh, Does not talk about uh, how much, but probably right. right around what Derek's making, I would guess, right? We can look up what he's making now, too. Well, isn't, Here, that, isn't that a substantial pay cut for Paul Millsap? Yeah, but is Paul Millsap no, uh, getting old? Yes, he is. So, uh, yeah, I, I I can look up what his salary is. Give me one second. He's not the player he wants. Well. No, he's not. But he still could be useful. I like the idea, right? No? Yes?
0: Would you rather have Paul Millsap than Derek Favors? Um...
2: I'd probably rather have his skill set. Wow. I'm not sure about that. He can shoot the ball. He's just older. That's the tough part. Hmm. But Paul Millsap is, uh got a team option for $30 million next year. I don't know if Denver picks that up, actually. Kevin Pelton seemed, made it seem like it's kind of inevitable that Denver picks that up. I don't know. Here's the worst case, okay. according to Kevin Pelton. Utah decides to guarantee Derek Favors' $17.65 million salary, leaving only the $4.7 million room exception to use in free agency, and green proves to be too pricey for that spot. That leaves the Jazz scrambling to find a stretch-four option to replace Jay Crowder. Yeah. That is the worst case scenario. And I guess I could see that as a real possibility. Man, because they, they've got – if they keep – and Austin and I talked about this earlier today. If they keep Derek Favors, they've got to find somebody to play Jay Crowder's role. They have to. Because they have to have somebody in the four position who can, one, take up minutes, and two, space the floor. Were you happy with Cephalosia in that role? I just – at times, but I just don't know if he can stay healthy, Gordon. He's just so far along in his career. I I, I don't know. I, I think you would prefer other players first. All right. Uh, well, look, it just it
0: comes down to what we talked about before. Derek Favors is, in my estimation, a better player than the guys on that list. But he does not have the skill set that is so critical to the kind of offense that Quinn Snyder likes to run. So he does fill up a nice backup
2: role behind Rudy Gobert. He does that real well. Yeah, he does. And, and well, let me let me set up this conversation this way because you're you're absolutely hitting on it. So, Derek, we all can agree that if if the the Jazz could get a shot at Tobias Harris, uh, you know, I think a hundred out of hundred fans would go. You know, Derek, thanks for your your years. We'll still root for you, but. You know, yeah. we can understand why why you're parting ways. And everybody in the front office, I think, would feel that way. So. I agree. Mm-hmm. But the likelihood of that is pretty low, as we know. So let's establish the threshold then. what What is enough value to say goodbye to Derek Favors? You brought this up off the air. Austin brought it up on the air today. You brought it off the air yesterday. Nikola Mirotic. Well, he certainly has the
0: skills that you were talking about, Jake. Yeah, terrific shooter. Uh, Is the rest of his game as good as Derek Favors? No way. Nope, it's not. So this is a classic example of
2: a specific role for a specific player. Yeah, in this case, see, retaining Derek or signing somebody like Miritich requires another move, though, right? We talked about if they retain Derek, the other move would have to be replace Jay Crowder. They have to do it have to fi- figure out a way to get somebody in that role. If you acquire Nikola Miritich, you'd have to find a way to get a backup for Rudy. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz Miritich is not going to serve any time right. as your backup center. Yeah. That's that's just not going to happen. Mm-mm. So you'd have to have somebody come in to play that role behind Rudy Gobert. So so both so are kind of it, incomplete. it's
0: easier to find a quality backup center than it is to find a quality stretch four. Yes. Yes. So of those names, or maybe even other names, who can fill that role? Which one? The backup center? No, the uh, the stretch four. You just rattled off some names. Is there anyone else that the Jazz could get a hold of that could do that? Because remember when they got Jay Crowder, it seems like the league was down on him. He had not played well in, in Cleveland, and uh, there were those who said that he was pretty much done. And the Jazz brought him in, and he was quite useful for them. Can they find somebody else to do that? As we talked about a minute ago, Sufalosha played that role at times. Is, uh, who, who could do that? What kind of player? Is there a lesser,
2: less expensive player who could do that? Um, I'm bringing up uh, the the free agent list, and in free agency, that's probably not all that likely. Um, does Jabari Parker do it for you? Because he'll be uh, he's a free agent. And Taj Gibson does he fall into that? How admiral? much is Jabari gonna gonna require? I wonder. Well, he made twenty million this year. I'm guessing lower than w- that. Would you rather have Jabari Parker than Derek Favors? Absolutely not. All right. He's uh, not paid
0: to play defense.
2: Taj Gibson. Is that doing it for you? Thaddeus Young. Uh Austin and I talked about him a little bit. I think he's he's a little intriguing. Hmm. Yeah. Um he could probably play a little backup center for you if it, it came down to a two. You probably don't want to really rely on him at that spot, I'd guess. Julius Randle. Uh that that's rather intriguing. I'd probably take Julius Randle over his price Avery. tag? What's his price tag? It's going to be higher than that. It is though. going to be higher than that. He's currently making eight, but uh, the, that's going to go up substantially, I'd guess. Al Farouk Did that guy make a shot last year? Uh, probably not. <laughs> Anthony not T- a single one. Anthony Tolliver. Marcus hmm. Morris is interesting. Hmm. He probably wouldn't be all that expensive either, I wouldn't guess. And he is unrestricted, by the way, free agent. Anybody else under the radar? See anybody other
0: names that could be at least intriguing? Dirk Nowitzki is an unrestricted free agent, Gordon. Well, that would be some. So, so, so obviously, uh, a first on that list would be Tobias Harris, right? Um, who would you li- line up second? Would it be Miritich? Um,
2: I'd take Millsap probably over Miritich. Would you really? Well, yeah, because the Jazz are in that that win now mode. Who cares about youth? But ma- who can maybe, help you? I more? don't
0: know. Maybe I've just been I got a recency bias with his injury last year and whatnot. Didn't seem like he was all
2: that useful. I think if if, if Paul Millsap's healthy, I think he's still very useful. I think Denver would would value him. I'm just not so sure. If so how does 30- that
0: contract work? If he has if he's making it under contract for thirty million,
2: yep. How would the Jazz don't want to take on that. No, no, no. It, that's what uh, that's what Pelton said. The Denver would have to decline that option. Okay, so then
0: he would, then it would be sort of open season on Paul Mills. He'd be
2: an unrestricted free agent, and he could he could sign for whatever number it would be uh... wherever he wants. But Pelton seems to indicate, and this this probably would be the case, if they decline the option, they'd likely have another deal with Paul in place. Hmm. You know, maybe rip up $30 million for next year, but you're going to give him a three-year deal worth 40 or something along those I lines.
0: just don't know. When, when the Jazz let Paul Mills up, no, I know there were members of the Jazz team and, and upper management. That, that hurt them. They did not want to have to give him up. And ironically enough, one of the reasons they did let him go was because Derek Favors was emerging. They wanted to make room for Derek
2: Favors, yeah. So now you're you're flipping that completely around. Yeah, but the Paul that landed in, in Atlanta and has kind of developed from there and the Paul Millsap that was here, they're different players. I don't I, – I, Well, he got better and then he got worse. Well, he got better because he expanded his game. And yeah. I don't think – at the time that he was here, I don't think he was given that freedom. In fact, I know he wasn't. Well, and uh, so, Jerry
0: was coaching back then. Well, he,
2: Jerry, then Ty, and yeah. that – that just wasn't what they wanted out of out of that position. And then he goes to Atlanta, and they move his range out, and he flourishes, makes an all-star team, becomes a max guy. So he's, he's a different Paul Millsap than the Paul Millsap that was here. One of the things that's intriguing about that possibility
0: is that Millsap at times struggled at the defensive end because uh, there were players, offensive players, who were bigger than he was. But when you got Rudy Gobert standing next to you.
2: Well, and in today's day and age in the NBA, it's, yeah. that's not as big of a problem yeah. anymore. Yeah. Because you're talking about, uh, Austin and I were talking about this earlier, Memphis, and Zach Randolph, when they threw the ball down to him in the post, and Zach would run over Paul Millsap and, and score. Well, who does that anymore? Certainly what power forward is, is now back you down, overpower you guy? You know, that brings up a really interesting question. If Carl Malone
0: were playing now and he was on the Jazz roster, he was essentially the Jazz's center.
2: He was. But I think Carl would have moved his range out to three if he played now. Well, he did show that he could do that. At least well, I don't know about three.
0: We didn't see him jack up a lot of threes. But I I wonder whether he would he would do that by uh, by his own Impetus, or whether it would be required of him to do that. Carl,
2: get out of the low post. What? I think it would be. I do. Just like just like Blake Griffin's moving his range out. He's shooting threes. Speaking of Blake Griffin, did you see that? Of course you're going to bring this up. Oh. Yes, I did. Do we need to bring it up? No, oh, I'm
0: just... He was vacationing on a yacht with a bunch of beautiful women. I- and... And it was just kind of shocking because I wouldn't expect NBA players to do that kind of thing. Oh,
2: shocked is what you were feeling at the time, huh? You saw that story and you you were uh, shocked. Hmm. I just don't expect that out of NBA players to spend time
0: like that. You know, because you wouldn't expect young, rich millionaires to, 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 you know, have that opportunity, to behave in that that fashion. uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. You're the, so you're the one. It's just interesting how the, the whole the whole NBA game is shifted now. I mean, I'm sure for these old timers, they watch this stuff now and they go, That's a different game, especially in the regard of the stretch four. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine Kevin McHale just firing off three
2: point shots? Totally different. He probably could have if that's the direction the game was going at the time. I mean, it's all about what you work on, right? Let me bring a third voice into this. Austin, would you rather have
0: Paul Millsap than Derek Favors?
1: Uh, Straight up one for the other? Probably not, no. But you would, huh, Jake? But if it were to uh, complement another I don't think Pilmo app is uh, young enough anymore to just do that straight across now. What is Paul now? 34 or five 30, 40, I don't
2: know. You'd have to sign a backup center. I mean, it's the same thing with with Miritich. You'd have to fill that void left by Derek.
1: He'll be uh, 35 in February, so we've got 34. It's I, I think that
0: Quinn Snyder is so eager to get those shooters. That And I don't want to put words in Quinn's uh, mouth because I don't know how he really – I have not asked him specifically how he feels about this. But, man, he's he, he, he loves shooters. And with the way that offense is working nowadays, you have Rudy Gobert taking care of the dunks, and then you line the guys up around the three-point uh, arc and fire away, guys. And right now, Derek Favors just can't do that. It's a shame because if he could, think about how useful. He would be perfect for the Jazz. And I don't know how, you know, you, Austin, didn't you see him taking three-pointers or was it you, G? It was me. I, yeah, we,
1: I think we've both seen him, yeah. And yeah. you saw him making some,
2: right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I've seen Rudy make them too. But in the game, and Locke has thrown this out there, I mean, for Derek Favors was the worst three-point shooter in the league last year.
0: Uh, that's a bit of an issue yeah. uh, with what Quinn's trying to get done. Right. It's just so it's frustrating for the Jazz because he does so many other things that are – he's a pro's pro. He's willing to do the dirty work. He, when the Jazz have Rudy Gobert on the floor and they have Derek Favors next to him, that is a shut-down defense. Uh, and and offensively, it just – it it doesn't work.
2: All right, we'll have more coming up straight ahead. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Stay tuned. We'll continue an NBA conversation. A lot of rumors out there. Want to get Gordon's thoughts on what the Lakers are trying to do. It's all straight ahead. Big Show, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 1280 The Zone. want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. Spring Cleaning is here. It's way easier when you just call Zero Res. Schedule your carpet cleaning today and get your fourth room cleaned for free. Minimum supply. Schedule with Zero Res today. 801-288-9376 Got bad news for you, Jake. Uh oh On my birthday, too. Apparently mayflies are
0: hatching and invading northeastern Ohio.
2: How is that bad news?
0: For me. (laughs) Well, I mean, because you care about people. The swarm was so dense that it was captured on the weather radar of CNN affiliate W-O-I-O on Wednesday. Hmm. Apparently they come from the waters of Lake Erie. But look at this. Let me show you a picture. Describe that for our listeners. Jake, look at that. It's a lot of bugs. Sure is. Yeah, a lot of bugs. I know there are some people who like bugs, but... Bugs bug me. I know they, they, they have their role, you know, but doesn't mean I have to like them.
1: Right, this is what you said earlier about people in Ohio. Though. A puzzle wit, a fat head, brains less
0: than a guinea pig. I did not nice, that. Austin. Well done. I did not say that about the people of Ohio. I said I was reading Teddy
2: Roosevelt quotes. Is it Teddy Roosevelt or Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, I've always said Roosevelt, but I've I've also heard Roosevelt, so who knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Gordon, a uh, little quiz for you, okay? okay? Can you name the four players that are still on the Lakers roster? Oh, no. I bet you can. I bet you can get three out of the four. LeBron, I got two. AD, blah, blah,
0: blah. Who else? Oh, Kyle Kuzma.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. One more. Um...
1: He's got great hair.
2: Yep. Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh, oh, Alex Caruso. Alex
2: Caruso. Look at Gordon. Yeah. Well done. Uh Uh-huh. After uh, the the Lakers included the Washington Wizards in the Anthony Davis deal that was announced today, so Mo Wagner, Isaac uh, Bonga, Jamario Jones all headed to the Wizards. So now the Lakers have $32 million in cap space to potentially go after a seven to nine year max free agent.
0: So, does the rest of the league uh, get angry uh, at that uh, at that little move? There? Are they mad at the Wizards yeah. today?
2: Probably. Because, yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, but... Uh, what are they going to do with it? That's the thing, is that the Lakers are not exactly tearing up the the uh, the free agency rumors right now. In fact, the big names, nobody is really being mentioned uh, in connection with the Lakers. Uh, Isn't there a story about or something
0: it was a guess about Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard going to the Clips?
2: Well, I've seen all sorts of stuff. The latest yeah. I've seen about Jimmy Butler is that Houston is in the lead for Jimmy. All right. Because they would come up with a trade package to send uh, Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, and Clint Capella to Philadelphia in a sign and trade for Jimmy Butler. Would you make that deal? If I was Houston? Mm-hmm. Or if I were Philly? Either side. If I'm Houston, yes. If I'm Philly, I'd probably try and keep Jimmy Butler. I don't, those players are fairly useful. Yeah, they are. And uh, then maybe you think Philly is is uh, is. Uh, here's the thing: the Sixers are not that far away. They're mm-hmm. really not. The one wild shot from Kawhi Leonard is what did them in. And who's to say, you know, they aren't the ones beating a compromised Warriors team if that shot had just bounced a different direction, right? Right. So if I'm Philly, I'm thinking to myself: I'm not far away from this mm-hmm. whole thing. This could be wide open. And if I if I count on some internal development with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, then maybe I'm knocking on that door. Plus, if I'm Philly, the player I'm trying to trade is not is not Jimmy Butler. The player I'm trying to trade is Ben Simmons. While the, some Oh, they're not going to admit to that. Why some people still think he actually has value in the NBA. You get rid of that guy while you can. You strike while the iron's hot, Gordon. While well, you've still got people fooled, didn't, like they did with Marquel. Chris Fools. Mannix
0: tell us that he was like this uh, extraordinary talent,
2: and maybe Chris still thinks that. I just don't think uh, I don't I don't want a point guard that can't shoot. We've had that, which is worse: a power forward who can't shoot, or a uh,
0: or, or a point guard who can't shoot. Point guard by far. So because
2: so uh, why were people going so crazy about Ben Simmons? Because they got caught up in the hype, because he was under the you know Clutch Sports banner, and he was kind of promoted by those guys in in college. And he's a six ten point guard, which people get he enamored does play with.
0: Nice defense,
2: and he's one heck of an athlete. I mean, he is. I won't take that away from him. I mean, again, you're someone that big shouldn't be able to move like that, and he can. Yeah. And he can dribble and his handles are good and he can pass, but he just, you can go under every screen. And that's a huge disadvantage in the NBA today. If I had a kid who had
0: aspirations to play in the NBA and he really had some talent and he asked my advice, I would say get in the gym and put up the shots. Shoot, shoot, shoot. You have to. Yep. You are so devalued when you can't. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Although, you could, like you said, you can fool some of the people for a short amount of time. But it'll be interesting to see how what the role Ben Simmons has in the postseason moving forward with teams being able to clamp down defensively
2: knowing what they know about him and his game. You know, the funny thing with Jimmy Butler, though, to bring this full circle, is I absolutely would not want to go play for the Rockets. Unless he's allergic to touching the ball. Why would he want to go play for Houston? You know, that would be a rather volatile mix, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be. and and It already is. And Jimmy Butler, who, who hates laziness, it's one of the things I actually like about him, hates laziness. Imagine how he would react with James Harden when he doesn't have the ball, dogging it.
0: And not never playing defense, or only playing right. defense when he absolutely has
2: to. Plus, Jimmy Butler is a guy who's who's best with the ball in his hands. He's he's not really a spot up type of dude. That's one of those mixes that you would think,
0: okay, you've got yourself really really good players, three of them. Now what? How's that going to work? I don't know. If I were the Rockets, I would put the ball in Chris Paul's ball, hands and say, Hey, uh, James, I know that you're a terrific ISO player or whatnot, but it's a team game. And I, he's talented enough to be able to take advantage of, of his abilities without
2: dominating the ball for 20 seconds of the 24-second shot clock. So you're going to take the ball out of the hands of the MVP? Yeah. The best ISO player maybe in NBA history? You're going to take the ball out
0: of his hands? When you give, you get. How many times do I have to
2: say that? Hmm. You give, you get. And you, the ball comes back to James Harden. You put the ball in the hands of, of the guy who's 105 years old and barely, <laughs> barely run anymore. Well, I mean, he still can pass it, I think.
0: Well, I mean, if you give, you give, you get, you know? And I think they give and they give and they take back, and then you, you don't get. See? It works totally. It works in relationships, and it works in basketball, and it works in basketball relationships.
2: I actually think that Rudy Gobert of all people would probably be the perfect teammate for James Harden. Why is that? Makes up for a lot defensively. Doesn't have to have the ball in his hand to be effective. And James, uh, excellent pick and roll player. Yeah.
0: And James uh, has shown a propensity to give the ball up, lob the ball in. Yep. it. I give and give and give till it hurts. So
2: I, I, if I'm a star player, I don't want to play with James Harden. I don't either. It's it's you're you're taking a back seat no matter who you are. I mean not LeBron a, not, could go to Houston today and he'd take a bas- not back not seat not to James Harden. Not only a back seat, but just the way that you would be utilized. You're standing there watching James Harden dribble. See, if I'm Houston, I'm trying to add catch and shoot guys and a stud defensive center. Give me a stud defensive center. and Give me guys that their their entire role or their entire game is standing outside and catch and shoot threes who just get out of the way and knock down threes when they're there. All right, let me ask you this question.
0: Would the Jazz be better or worse if they had James Harden instead of Donovan Mitchell?
2: Currently? So we're taking potential out of it. We're taking we're next season. Okay, James Harden. And I can't stand watching that guy play, by the way. It drives me, drives me batty. But you can't. You can't uh, ignore the fact that he's incredibly good at what he does. I wonder how Quinn would utilize him. Probably the same way Mike D'Antoni does. Boy,
0: that seems to run against every fiber in his body.
2: But when you have a talent like that, I mean, wouldn't you be foolish not to not to let him do his thing? I mean, think about Mike D'Antoni for a second. What was his rep on uh, throughout his entire career? Run, 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 run. Ball movement. Up pace. Yeah, he changed it. Mm -hmm. Now what what does he do? Get out of the way, guys. Let James go to work. He's not dumb.
0: I wonder how jazz fans would feel about that.
2: As long as they won. I don't think they'd care. All right. Do you disagree? No. uh, Ultimately, that is the thing. I do. I get it. I mean, the brand of basketball that James... Hard to watch, the brand of basketball that John and Carl played wasn't particularly the most aesthetically pleasing. And jazz fans more than supported those two. You see, what
0: James Harden does, he does so well.
2: Just not quite good enough. But, man, it's hard to watch. Yeah, I, it, it drives me nuts. I don't like it. Not one bit. But you, you absolutely can't argue with the fact so, that he's good at it. Okay, so uh, Morley calls
0: up and says, uh, all right, uh, I'll give you James Harden for Donovan Mitchell. You make You make that deal?
2: See, that makes it harder because now we bring age and potential back into the conversation. So do you believe that Donovan Mitchell has top five NBA player potential? Probably not. No, that makes the decision a little more difficult yeah. then. Mm-hmm. If you think he does, you say absolutely not. But if you, don't think, if you don't think he's there, James Harden right now arguably is a top five player in the NBA.
0: So you have to win. You have to win. Who do you want? The Greek freak, James Harden, or
2: Kawhi Leonard? Have to win a, a title? Next year. Oh well, Kawhi Leonard, that's not hard. Oh, yeah, we kind of saw that this year, didn't we? Uh, and you know, I I'd love his game. I mean, he's a he does everything. He's a two-way player. He can shoot, he's tough, he can handle the ball. Hard to argue. He's long?
1: Drives a 20-year-old car like Jake? Does, does he? he really? Yeah. What's he driving? A uh, 20-year-old SUV. I don't remember the exact make and model, but That's kind same of car he guy. had in college. Did he drive it all the way to Toronto? I don't know. <laughs> he may have not had it around he in Toronto. He shipped.
2: I guess you would have to, right? Yeah. I definitely would not trust my car on a drive from here to Toronto. See,
1: here's the
0: problem with this whole, uh, this whole uh, hypothetical is that what do we love? We love unselfish players. We love two-way players. We love high-effort players. James Harden
2: fits like one of those categories. People love winning players. Well, he hasn't won the title, has he? Yeah, but how many times in the last week alone have you pointed out that, well, if Chris Paul didn't get hurt in that game seven? Well, a year ago, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I
0: just I, that, that just it's counter to what I think basketball should be, but everybody does love to win, and if it's going to help you win, I just don't know. The Rockets are going to be fascinating to watch this next season if
2: they get along. Because, Actually, they'll be more fascinating if they don't.
0: Well, I mean, it's uh, what 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 are what are they going to do?
2: We're going to see. They're going to try and you trade, trade for Jimmy Butler to that mix. Oh, I'm it, telling you. It, it, Combustible. Oh, big time. That'd be great. Fireworks. Join DJ and PK coming up on Tuesday, July 2nd, as Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio to discuss an FDA approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, surgery, or needles. We'll have more of the big show coming up next 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone.
1: This this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. From NBC Sports and ProBasketballTalk.com it's Kurt Heland. If the Jazz essentially stay put and put just role players in and Derek Favors is on this team next year because you always talk about it's tough to go from good to great how closer to great do they get with this team right now?
2: I think that this team becomes a legitimate threat to come out of the West. I mean again I want to see what happens with the Lakers and the Clippers and like who's sitting in what chair when the music stops is obviously going to have an impact on that but I think that they're absolutely in the mix. Even if not the favorites you have to to consider them a real possibility because i think mike conley is both that good and that good a fit so i think that utah made that leap with this move but we'll see
1: catch hands and scotty every day from noon to three presented by your rocky mountain chevy dealers on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
2: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your Thursday. We're just solving all the NBA's ills today. Gordon, that's what we're doing. We're just fixing everything.
0: It's easy when you're not held accountable for it, you know, when it fails. It is pretty
2: easy. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. When it just disappears off into the air, right? Yeah, I mean— Out into the but, radio airwaves. the thing
0: is, it's fun to think about, you know? There's not just one way of thinking. I, I,
2: I like the discussion. I think it's healthy. I just hope the Lakers created all this cap room for nobody to go there. Or at least not a Max player to go there. Sign a bunch of random okay dudes. Who do they think they want? Oh, I who think who is it they're going after? Well, they're gonna—they're the Lakers, so they probably think they at least have a shot at Kawhi. They'll okay, okay. After okay. That. okay,
0: that ain't happening. So who are they who 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 they really gonna well, try and get?
2: I think they need—you know—LeBron can play play the point forward, uh, just fine. But I think at this point in his career, they want him off the ball a little more. So I think they need to go after a a ball handler, a playmaker, which which actually could be Jimmy Butler. Uh, Kimball Walker reportedly is is headed for Boston. That's what they say. That's uh, that's the latest. Kyrie, it's been the worst kept secret in the league that he's likely going to the Nets. Ironically, the Lakers' top
1: two targets today reportedly are Kawhi Leonard, who you mentioned, and a guy that they shipped off because they couldn't stand him, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, that's there that would be real irony there, wouldn't there? Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Now wait a minute. What
0: happened with D'Angelo Russell?
2: Didn't he rat on Swaggy P, or was it the other way around? No, it was that he he videoed Swaggy P talking about cheating on his girlfriend, and then put it out there.
0: And that made him very unpopular in the in the locker it room. It did, it it did.
2: Not surprisingly, is that something you can forget quickly? Of course, there's nobody left anymore, right? Can they help you win basketball games? Yep, then you can forget quickly.
0: Oh, I don't think so. I think teammates. If there, you have a teammate is videoing. Certain things and uh, sending them out, I think that's going to be a problem.
2: Yeah, but that's one of those things you can chalk up to to youth, right? Immaturity. He didn't break any laws. Right. He just sold out a teammate. He
0: he broke locker room code, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, probably. Hmm. But the teammate was no saint. Not a big fan of Swaggy P?
1: Uh, No. Well, I'm not a big fan of cheating on your significant other. Mm. You an Iggy Azalea guy? I'm an I'm an anti cheating guy. But yeah. do you think that uh, outing somebody is the right way to go about? Nope, it? didn't say that either. Okay, you're, you're both kind of scum for doing that.
2: What us? What did we do? No, no the, the, the two the, that we're talking individual. about. She's oh, well. sensitive. Okay, I thought you. I thought Austin was bringing you the heat. You scum on your birthday? <laughs> yeah, seriously. You Got the brain power of eight guinea pigs. <laughs> that was my favorite part of today's show, by the way. <laughs> it was. Teddy Roosevelt's insults. That was pretty awesome. I thought he spoke softly and carried a big stick. Nope. Firing insults at everybody. Apparently so. All right. Stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We've got everything going on, on, on Every time you go. Always. Wrapping up a Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone gordon monson jake scott thanks for making us a part of your thursday we greatly appreciate it we've got the movie zone coming up right around the corner and uh let's let's get gordon's thoughts on the poll question today austin i love i love the movie zone poll question today this is a good one. all
1: right gordon what one band would you most like to see a movie made about Hmm, one band uh well, I mean, the band that
0: comes to mind. And you're talking about sort of a recreation of a, a, of a
1: documentary kind of thing? Uh, you can take whatever genre of movie you like. It can be a biopic. It could be, could be a, a comedic take. It could be a documentary. A lot has been written
0: about this band, but I would like to see something done on the Beatles. To, well, you're in luck. Way to go out of your comfort zone there, Gordon.
1: Well, you asked me the
2: question. I talk- what
1: am, I, am I supposed to... What am I supposed to say? The Osmonds? There's at least 30... Oh, well, wow. That's what Jake said at the beginning of the show. I we're did say really- the
2: Osmonds. Uh-huh. Mm. What about Sinatra? Uh... Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that would be good. Problem I, there is when the movie's over, they'd have to... Someone would have to come kill you so you don't talk. True. He he had some connections. He was a little mobbed up, wasn't he? He knew where some things were buried.
2: <laughs> Some things? Or swimming. Or floating. Well, wasn't he the go-between between uh, the Kennedy family and the Chicago outfit? No, was he? Something like that. I think that's how the story goes. Those were crazy times, weren't they? They we had
0: connections, political connections with the show business celebrities. Wow. I think the Beatles are fascinating. I, really, and I know there's a lot of information out there, but how are you in the world? Who are you going to get? to play those roles nah anybody because you're
2: talking about four <laughs> anybody you are so disrespectful anybody could have played Ringo that guy had the personality of a brick or has I should say he's still with us well he was kind of the add-on right he was he was the cute one yeah didn't they kick a drummer the out Cute one. that was Paul oh my bad didn't they kick a drummer Sorry. out and yeah, and Paul hire on Ringo like right before they got big? Uh, I think Paul Best was not that his name. All right,
0: am I getting his name wrong? His last name was Best, I think. Because there was, I thought that he he wanted to issue an album called The Best of the <laughs> Best of the Beatles, <laughs> but they said uh uh-uh, uh or something like that. Anyway, Beatles would be my first choice. Uh, has there been a movie done about Led Zeppelin? Uh, not that I've
2: seen. Not a not a not like a biopic, no. That'd probably be rated NC-17 or something, wouldn't it? They were quite wild. That is true. How about you? Pete Best, by the
0: way.
1: Pete Best. I said, boy, yeah. I'd like a documentary about what happened to him after he didn't go on with the Beatles. Yeah, was he just like was a garbage he, man was or he something? he the best mechanic in town or what? <laughs> Can you, let's think about that for a second.
0: You are part of... What is Was about to become The most iconic Rock band Of all time Pop See you later bud
2: Have a good one That happened to Blink-182's Original drummer too Really? Uh huh That Travis guy Wasn't the original drummer He was like a fill-in Because the guy Broke his arm How bad do you have to be To be replaced by Ringo Starr? Seriously You must really stink Maybe he only
1: played the triangle, because Ringo played the triangle and a drum. The wood block?
0: <laughs> oh, our, come on. He was better than that. Uh, but
1: you're in luck, because tonight's uh, movie is called Yesterday. Uh, it opens this week. Can't wait to tell you about it, so stay tuned. Oh, good.
2: Movie Zone is next. Thanks to Jay Drew for joining us today. Thanks to Austin, executive producer of The Big Show. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you, Jake, and uh, thanks to all our listeners. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.